0: Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.
1: Applesauce is made from apples. This is the Fact Off.
2: Welcome to the Fact Off. Uh, your weekly battle of facts, y'all. Alex is the host, not a slack off. Mike's got the facts that'll
0: smack, y'all. But don't worry, cause Pat's got your back, y'all. It's the Fact Off. Uh. It's the Fact Off. Uh. Yeah, it's the Fact Off. Uh. Yeah, uh. yeah, uh.
1: yeah, welcome to the weekly Fact Welcome to Fact Off, a weekly podcast where we bring you random and obscure facts, and you, the listeners, can decide who had the best fact. My name's Alex, and it's with me as always is my best bud in the whole entire world. Now my wife's not with me. Uh, Pat and Michael with me today.
0: Hey, I like you. Really decide in the moment who you're going to introduce first. You can see yeah. the look on your face. You're like, I don't know who I should say first. Hey, Mike, how are you?
1: Also,
2: by default, calling your wife. Your best bud in the world is like the most wholesome thing you could ever say, and also uh, I I find that deeply uh, false.
1: Why? Because is your wife not your best bud?
0: I thought mom was your best friend.
1: Yeah, hey.
2: your best bud is willi- is the person is willing to play ar- uh, army men with you. You know, like uh, get the little toy <laughs> army men out and.
1: <laughs> Mike, Mike's best friend's a five-year-old right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. We should actually be. We've been meaning to talk to you about this. <laughs> you yeah. don't know that kid.
1: Yeah. His parents keep asking him you to leave him alone. It's getting bad. <laughs> yeah. So wait, who uh, who did win last week? I don't think anybody voted, so we're just going to skip that part. No no, big no, no. This week. Pat, Pat won. Ah. Check the facts. He had multiples
2: of votes. What? And how many votes did you guys have last week? Zil-
0: Zilch. Our first shutout, which means you are both the jack offs of the week.
1: No, me and Mike always jacking off.
0: Yeah, the first ever <laughs> double jack off of the week. <laughs> A circle jerk, if you will. <laughs> you can cut that one out. <laughs> no,
1: Pick that in. I like it. Um, so, Pat, since you won, you do get to give your victory fact.
0: I do. And did you know that the smallest country in the world takes up 0.2 square miles? And it is. Any guesses?
1: My guess is Maltonia.
0: Nope.
2: Mike? Uh, Malta for short. The answer is Vatican City.
1: Oh, okay. That makes sense.
2: It's a city, so by default, it's it's just a yeah, city. Yeah, they
1: should call it Vatican Country.
0: <laughs> they should. I'm going to write a letter <laughs> to the Pope. That's my one issue I have with the Pope.
1: <laughs> There's nothing else wrong with the Catholic Church except for
2: yeah. that.
1: Well, yeah. I'll send you – I have cardstock.
2: To write to the Pope, so I'll just send you that, and you could just uh, <laughs> fill that fill out whatever in the blanks.
1: It has Mike's like information at the top, and he had so many letters to the Pope that he just filled <laughs> in "Dear Pope." Dear Pope, it's Mike again. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, I, I write him weekly. He needs to know what's going on.
1: Yeah.
0: Now I do. I know I won, and I was very excited about winning. But we did. We've been on a two-week hiatus, technically, though our episodes have been airing. We did have a winner the previous week. We should shout
2: them out as well. How Alex, was Alex is a winner.
1: The champ is here. Episode thirty. Suck it,
2: Pat. Episode thirty. Alex okay.
1: won. It wasn't People a actually shutout, voted
2: so. for you. Sad, sadly.
1: Yeah, people love me.
2: They like the rubber duckies, I guess. No wait, no, no, that, no, that was not the rubber duckies. No, that, that was
1: the no, 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 one I lost. We just had that was Mercedes, Mercedes Benz. To
2: people <laughs> like Mercedes Benz, like uppity it wasn't, it people. It was just
1: Benz. There was no Mercedes at that time.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Maybe that's why I lost. You need to. Is this week's fact about the Mercedes?
1: No.
2: <laughs> but uh, speaking of these types of facts, uh, time to get into Pat's Fats, Fats, facts, facts,
1: no. <laughs> facts. <laughs> my no.
2: facts, facts of the facts, uh, facts. Happy yeah. Fact Week. Fact.
1: Factacular. Factacular. Right.
0: Here you are. These are the fast facts of the week. I give you five facts from my random fact calendar. Uh, here's the first one Did you know the dot over the lowercase i or j is known as a tittle?
1: No, don't. I did actually it. know that. You did know that. I never. Yeah, because it I
2: sounds w- funny. Somebody said it to me, and I just never forgot it. I'm never gonna n- ever forget that fact. I I'm gonna forget. ask you about it next week. You're not gonna remember.
0: We're like I don't know. All right, um, this one I thought was interesting. Cows kill more Americans each year than sharks.
1: I can see that. Cows always hungry for blood.
0: Yeah, that's why we have that Cow Week.
1: They always show the cows jumping off the ground. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fact number three, Queen Elizabeth II is a trained mechanic.
1: Okay, is that the just, one that's,
2: like, 100 years old by now?
1: Yeah, she just had her uh, diamond jubilee, or platinum what, what jubilee. did that? 70 years as queen. Okay. Yeah, Not, that's a long time. Only two years longer than Mike. Yeah, Mike's been, what,
0: queen <laughs> of this podcast for 70, what, 68 years. <laughs> yeah. I could do I that. I had my silicone <laughs> jubilee. <laughs> All right. Did you know that the D in D-Day stands for day? In other words, it is Day-Day.
1: <laughs> Day-Day-Day.
0: <laughs> so, when everybody's talking about D-Day, they're talking about Day-Day.
1: Okay.
0: And last but not least, this is, I thought, was the most interesting fact of the week. Beauty and the Beast was written <gasps> to help girls accept arranged marriages.
1: Oh,
2: I thought it was going to be because of ugly men. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Angry, bitter
0: old men who locked themselves away and kidnapped dads.
1: I feel like you're more accepting of a arranged marriage if the guy has a ton of money in a giant castle.
0: It's true. And a heart made of gold.
1: That's true. Well, then the
2: guy wouldn't be alive. He'd be, like, dead, and he could harvest his heart for, like, uh, I don't don't know how much a heart of gold would weigh, um, but that's a lot of gold.
1: Keep on searching. This is the part of the show where we explain
0: to Mike what metaphors are. (laughs) Uh,
1: I would say the best fact of the week was that cows kill more people than sharks. That's why I don't go on farms. It's true. But I love
2: the ocean. Every time we go to the beach, Alex is like, where's the closest farm? It's true. One time I stayed in an Airbnb that was on a cow farm. Really? That's fun.
1: Mike, that was us, you sleeping in your car at a farm. Oh,
2: you're right, actually. (laughs) Mike likes to go cow tipping with his wife.
1: But it's not his best friend. She won't play army men with him.
2: I wonder if all the people die from being cow tipped on.
1: Serious question, Mike. You know what?
2: Then you deserve it.
1: (laughs) Mike, if you went up to your wife and it was like, hey, I got some army men from the dollar store, will you play army men with me? And if she said no, what would you do?
2: That's grounds for divorce. Yeah, exactly.
1: Would Hunter play with you? Or no.
2: He'd probably swallow a piece and have to bring him to the emergency vet. No.
0: That's sad. Don't bring us down. We're just, just you guys are being bummers. I, I have to say the worst fact, the D-Day fact. That's dumb. Oh, Day day Yeah. I thought, I thought all of these were winners.
1: Reminds me of baby kids.
2: Day days kids. I, I oh. don't know. My favorite was Tittle. Uh, Pat, you are the winner, so who goes first in this
0: uh, fact off? I'm going to go first, so then I can zone out and not listen to your facts. Sound good? That's not how this works. (laughs) That's going to work this week.
1: No, my fact is really uh, you guys have to chime in every other word.
0: Okay. So, uh, off screen, off mic, Mike uh, saw a movie last year that he recommended called Licorice Pizza. So, a few weeks ago, I got a library card. And I finally watched it, and one thing in that movie stood out to me, like, really shocked me, yeah, and that is... pants. Yes. There was no licorice or pizza in the entire movie. Now, the thing that really stood out to me was at one point, a major plot point of the movie, is that pinball machines were finally being made legal again in L.A.,
1: yeah. which
0: means that at some point, they were illegal.
1: Mm-hmm. Is that true? Did
0: you know that they were illegal? Yeah, I, I knew that. I did not. I'd never heard of it. Everybody I worked with, I told today, everybody was like, what? Why? So I did a little bit of a deep dive. Why are you
1: telling me this? I don't care.
0: <laughs> they're like, leave me alone. Why well, do you <laughs> pin people up against the wall?
2: <laughs> this is our <laughs> last day.
1: Yeah, for it was our last work, day of work. And we
2: got to hear this.
0: I also, in preparation today, uh, was at a place and I played pinball. So I'm ready to go. Wow. Nice. The first pinball machine was created in 1931. When it was created, there were no flippers. Did you know that? Alex yeah. right now is miming flippers. They did not exist in 1931.
1: Now I'm hitting the
0: buttons on the side. Yeah. Well, that would move the flippers. That's.
1: <laughs> now I'm hitting the button. You said, I, you said I was miming the flippers. That would be like this.
0: Oh, okay. I was Sorry, clearly I like this. <laughs> they still look the same.
1: No, one is this. this <laughs> and one no is No one this. can
0: see what you're doing. and It's the same thing. All right. Now, so you guys they are would...
1: being jerks. That was... So there were no
0: flippers. You would just pull the thing back and then hope it hit like a high score as it bounced around.
2: Essentially gambling.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. People would gamble on them. They'd win gum and jewelry, and it was coin operated. So guess who was really into pinball machines?
1: Miners of coins.
0: Kids. Uh, Okay. Um, And immediately, this is 1931. uh, The year Mike was born. uh, The year Alex was born. Pinball machines came out and immediately they started corrupting the youth, much like video games and
2: movies and music have done. Well, Pat, isn't isn't essentially GameWorks and Jillian's and all these places that have tickets and, like, you do coins and you get tickets to exchange for items, isn't that technically all gambling anyways? It's like, uh, I've always thought that since I was a little kid. Like, I don't know how these places get away with this.
1: I imagine it's more like work where you have to earn stuff and then you have to use what you earn to buy something.
0: Yeah, I agree, yeah. Because like gambling is like there's a lot of chance and like there's really low odds of you winning. You know, some games like it's an arcade; it's for fun. But what I, but the churches and law enforcement thought that they were corrupting the youth because kids would, uh, they were encouraging kids to steal coins, to skip school, and a big fear was kids going hungry from spending their hard-earned money on playing pinball. You see that? Fun side fact: flippers were finally added in 1947. So that's a Yeah, 16 years of no flippers. That's sad to not have flippers. I know. I don't want to live in a world with pinball machines and no flippers on the pinball machines.
1: I saw this movie where this dolphin was born with a a tail, not flippers.
0: (laughs) Boo. All right. That one's getting edited out. (laughs) No, keeping it in. You don't edit. All right. Part of the anger was that uh, the machines were mostly manufactured in Chicago, which of the time was very notorious with organized crime. Yep. Um, And a major opponent of pinball machines was New York mayor Fiorello LaGuardia, famous for his airport. I'm assuming that's him. Yeah, he was buried underneath it by hand. He believed that the pinball industry made millions off of the children's nickels and dimes. And he cracked down on illegal slot machines first. And then he moved his attention to pinball machines. So how do you think, you know, it's it's like what's it like the 30s, the 40s? You know, he needs a good reason to outlaw pinball machines.
2: Yeah, they had nothing better to do back then than to outlaw
0: pinball well, machines. Well, he got a good reason, because Pearl Harbor happened, yeah. and America was now at war, and we couldn't afford to waste precious materials on evil pinball machines.
2: Was the guy, I was going to say, was the guy who was supposed to be watching the uh, <laughs> the air for, for invasion playing pinball at the time? Little known fact,
0: you see Josh Hartnett in the movie Pearl Harbor playing pinball machines while he was watching the, supposed to be watching the skies. Um, so they needed, like, the copper, aluminum, and nickel, uh, for ammo and weapons. So, on January 21st, 1942, Mayor LaGuardia outlawed Pinball. And they sent around, you ever see movies about Prohibition, where they send around the police and they, like, crack down and
1: they... Yeah, they pick bust all, the, all the, the barrels and stuff like that, yeah.
0: They went to, uh, all these, like, uh, bars and bowling alleys and candy stores and confiscated 2,000 machines, busting them up with sledgehammers. Just like they
2: did with Prohibition. Dude, Pinball's actually hardcore, then. It's like, uh... A- it's like yeah. a edgy game. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was, it was intense. Uh, Milwaukee,
0: Chicago, New Orleans, and L.A. followed. So that's how I saw it in Licorice Pizzas that it was outlawed in L.A. Okay. Um, so it had pitbull had such a bad reputation uh, that during the six, 1960 presidential election, Republicans tried to uh, do a smear campaign on JFK by releasing a group photograph that included him with a silent partner in an Indiana pinball operation.
2: I love to be the person who is actually mad about that. You're like, look at him playing (laughs) pinball. (laughs) In retrospect, it's so stupid. He lost (laughs) my vote. Yeah, I I mean, I didn't vote for him. Well, in 20 years, will people look back about the stuff we complain about now uh, and just look at it in the same way?
0: Yeah, of all the things, so another reason not to get political, but like I'm a huge video game guy, big esports fan. Uh, We've had uh, uh, quite a number of mass shootings, and a you know, it always comes back around the video games. But then you can see like, it's it's always like they need a scapegoat. And they had pinball, which is like the most wholesome of games. And they're like, well, this is causing kids to be hooligans and thugs.
2: Um, well, that is so I, kind of a, cl- a close comparison now is uh, a lot of countries are starting to ban games with microtransactions. Because that's seen as like gambling for kids.
1: Yeah, I'm not against that. Like, kids don't understand money, and that's just, like, they nickel and dime you. We don't like, understand money. I don't. Truly don't. But All right, like,
2: let me wrap this up.
1: No, i right, So I'm the a
2: point. Yeah, he's he's standing on a soapbox talking about yeah. microtransactions.
0: Well, that that could be his fact. Okay. All right, so finally, in 1974, the California Supreme Court ruled that pinball was more a game of skill than chance and overturned its prohibition in L.A. Wait, 1974? 1974.
2: They were so that, outlawed that long in so, a lot yeah. of states? It was outlawed from 1942 to 1974. That's nuts. Think of all the advancements we could have had in pinball.
0: Yeah, well they So it was outlawed in 1942 and they added flippers in 1947 while it was outlawed. So it was underground. They were like, "Hey man, come come in here. We got we got flippers." What? You're blowing my mind. Um, so that wasn't the end of the story because New York two years later, so not until 1976, was in the midst of a bankruptcy crisis and they were considering ending the ban to bring in more money. But it was so entrenched from Le- Mayor LaGuardia all those years ago as being this evil thing that they were real skeptical. So finally, the Amusement and Music Operations Society recruited one of the top players in the country, writer Roger Sharp, to demonstrate on a machine in the Manhattan courtroom that it was more a game of skill. And he said this, look, their skill, because if I pull this plunger back just right, the ball, I hope, will go down this particular lane. <laughs> that's what he said. Is that, that's a quote. Yeah, quote, he's He's, like, negating
2: um, himself in, in his own demonstration. He's, like, lacks all confidence.
0: So, what the article I read, I think it was, like, history.com about this. They said, they likened it to when Babe Ruth pointed, had called out his home run. That he said, I'm going to pull this. It's going to go down this lane.
2: But Babe Ruth didn't say, I think I'm going to hit this ball out of the park.
0: You don't know what he said. He just pointed. He said, I hope it goes there. He was very soft-spoken. He's like, I really hope I hit a home run. Please. (laughs) Please, God. Uh, I
1: I like to think that he had to play the judge in pinball. Yeah, he had to
0: beat him.
2: Is that why this song, uh, Pinball Wizard, exists? (laughs) I was just going to
0: say that. Um... So he not only he nailed it, went right down exactly where he said it. They were so shocked that the council overturned the ban, and which uh, was expected to bring a $1.5 million into the city coffers by way of a $50 license fee for every pinball machine. And that, my friends, is how pinball machines were outlawed and not outlawed. That was a bad Let me try that again. And that, my friends, (laughs) is the end of the story. (laughs) (laughs) What's the name of your fact? Uh, The Pinball Wizard.
2: wizard. Alex was just flipping you off the whole time. Yeah,
1: you know I hate
0: pinball. I just can't believe that anybody would see pinball and be like, this is
1: ridiculous. I always said it was the devil's game. I spent
2: way too much time on the Windows pinball game back in the day.
1: Me too. That was a lot better than Solitaire.
2: Oh, I would play that for like hours. That game was wild. I love that you know, it's game.
1: It's always the same level. I don't,
2: I don't know if it even exists yeah. anymore on Windows. Uh, that that would be a big selling point, you know. Like get Windows 11, get the pinball game.
0: I would pay two dollars to buy that one time and have on my phone. If you're listening, Microsoft, and I know you are, make it happen. Yeah, All it. right, who's up next?
1: Yes. I get the pick. Yep, eeny meeny miny, Alex. <gasps> That's me. So my fact is about the invention of flippers and pinball. Boop, doo-doo, doo-doo. <laughs> and was it
0: in 1947? 1946.
1: D- Wait,
2: just just real quick, I'm gonna point out one thing. We we've gone 31 episodes, and not one of us have have chosen a fact that the other one has done, or at the
1: same time. Yeah, because I pick good facts, and you guys pick crappy facts. <laughs> so you're never gonna pick the same fact as me. And then Pat well, does- Pat doesn't believe in science, and Mike is always picking science facts.
0: It would have been easier for us to overlap back when we did, remember when we used to do uh, genre or like theme weeks? We should do one every once in a
1: while. Yeah, next week theme? Fun.
0: Mm. Boo, next. Tell your fact before we die.
1: (laughs) Well, my fact is about the theme of fun. (laughs) What is is happening to you? (laughs)
2: I think he stayed up way too late. I I think we need to call I'm in a pinch hitter.
1: Mike, you like sports. Pat, you also like to sport a baseball. I'm indifferent. So you guys ever go to a baseball game?
2: Uh, All the time. Why, what type of question is that? You ever... uh, I was born in a baseball game.
0: <laughs> you were born in a baseball game? That's so, what like, Babe was Ruth you... was pointing at. He was like, did you see that kid being born that? was born the first time
2: that. a catcher st- like, kneeled down like the way they do. They used to stand up and... They had to kneel down to catch me.
0: His mom delivered that baby so fast. <laughs> yeah, it well, she had ball. to be.
1: If he was born in a game, he had. She had to be played.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, continue. What's going on?
1: I'm watching Mike lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to tell you the story of Crackle Jacks.
2: That's what we're I getting th- I think you've done Get Cracker crack. Jacks to the Fact
1: before, right? I don't uh, think so. Maybe you just no. told me
2: this once, or maybe this is a dream.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you have some boring-ass dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so, we cut back to 1869. A young man by the name of Frederick Rockum immigrates from Germany to his uncle's farm. Again, what's what's with this name, these names? Don't names. I can't pronounce names. Um, and the firm life's not for him. He's just like, I don't don't really like this. I want to do something else. So then there's the great Chicago fire. Oh yeah. And then Chicago's like, Hey, we need people to help rebuild our city. So in 1871, he went to Chicago to volunteer to help fix up the city and he's working and on. He meets a guy and they're like, Hey, uh, you want to go in the business? Open up like a popcorn stand on the corner because Back then, there wasn't a lot of restaurants, people this were vendors on the street. So him and his buddy opened up reliable confections, sweetened popcorn. And it was okay. And his buddy's like, ah, this is... <laughs> <had it>. <laughs> the was origin was okay. Well, <laughs> that's what they said. It was like, okay, but his buddy didn't really want to do it. So he eventually bought his buddy out. And he's like, hey, Louis, my younger brother, why don't you come there?" Wait, America? which one was Cracker Let's and which one visitor. was Jack? We're not getting oh. there yet. The names, <laughs> well, Fe- <laughs> names are Lewis and Frederick. So like, yeah, I'll come over and then I'll help you. So like they, they're doing pretty good. They open up a plant. So then the World's Fair was in Chicago. So like, oh, we'll do the World's Fair. We'll have a booth. So they had candy, popcorn, and peanuts. It was good, but it was really messy. And people do not really care for the <laughs> mess. So like, eh, it's not for us. It's too messy. So Lewis was like, you know what? We need to do something. So he went back to the lab, and he's tinkering with the formula and stuff like that. And he found a way to make the candy peanuts and popcorn like less sticky with the molasses that he was using. And it's still a patent secret secret today that I use. You mean I can't figure it out? And so no one knows the exact story, but the rumor was what the form one of the foremen in the plant was like. What's that's cracker Jacks? Cracker Jacks at the time was a saying for something that was cool and hip, so really, yeah. So you're like, "Well, uh, that's Cracker Jacks," and they say that's when they got the, they liked the name, so they're like, "Okay, we're gonna use that as the name." They had some other candy too, like one was called the Hunky Dory Bar. So I kind of, I think they kind of like that.
2: They tried to use like cool terms at the time, like what what would be now? Yeah. Like, uh, what's a cool term we would use now to call a popcorn, Pat? Cracker Jack? <laughs> no, you you teach high schoolers. You know all the cool terms.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know lit, like fire. Lit, yeah, they could be call them lit. They could uh, keep it a bean. Okay, keep it to one hundred. Right. That just
2: means up. Tell the truth. These there. are terrible. Yeah. All right, I can't make name a product. I can't name a product after any of this. Yeah,
1: this product's okay. name like slice. That was cool.
2: Home slice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. One like sliced orange. I was trying to think of something. Oh, uh, this is terrible. I don't know. Um, but so people like Cracker jacks because it was cheap, but also didn't melt in the sun like a lot of the other confectionery items. But another issue they had they had to sell in paper, paper tubes. Like it was good for sales, but they couldn't ship it anywhere, and it would go stale and stuff like that. So they, one of the guys they worked with, Henry Exton, in eighteen ninety nine decided to make a wax-sealed box that they can store the Cracker Jacks in. And they can ship them all around and they will stay fresh.
2: Oh, so that's why they came in a box. But now, they don't actually seal them in wax. It's just like a box with plastic wrapper inside.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, this is still 1800s, right? 1899. Wow. So in 1902, like he did such a good job that they renamed their company Rockham and Eckstein. And they had the slogan, the more you eat, the more you want. (laughs) And at the time, on the box, they would put pictures of uh, bears doing fun stuff like swimming, climbing the Statue of Liberty, playing ball, and stuff like that. That is fun. It is fun. And in 1908 came. And they had the best thing that could ever happen to them.
0: Someone wrote, take me out to the ball game."
1: Yep. Jack Norworth and Albert Von Tizzle. Or whatever. They Wait, the take- Tittle? <laughs> <laughs> he also created the dot above the eye. I knew it. But they wrote, take me out to the ball game, and it's just free publicity. And you hear the song, you're like, oh, he's saying Cracker Do they
2: cracker have to Jack? pay a dollar every time that song sang to the Cracker Jack Corporation?
1: I don't think so. I think this, like it keeps it in people's minds. Like if I think if it wasn't that, I think they probably would have went out of business.
2: Yeah, without that song. How many total games are
1: there? hundred eight each team plays hundred eighty two games.
0: Yeah, that's a lot of free advertising. So that means that's so much free advertising, and it's one of those things like where you're like, uh, I mean, it's baseball. Let's you know, you have to get a hot
2: dog. You have to get Cracker Jacks. Yeah, you know, I don't even know you, if you can buy Cracker Jacks at baseball games anymore.
1: Yeah, oh for that's sure. I really one does? thing where like a team tried to do like a cheap brand Cracker Jacks, and then people complained. They're like, "Oh, well, let's bring Cracker Jacks back." So another big thing happened in nineteen There's more. They started putting coupons in their cracker jack for boxes. More cracker jack. And these coupons could be used for like watches and silverware and sewing machines. But they're like Yeah, the kids eat cracker jacks, not adults. <laughs> so that's when in nineteen twelve they started to put like small trinkets in there.
0: That's my favorite part is like the, the terrible like mini com- comic book. It was just like one little joke on her.
1: Yeah, they got rid of those in 2017 or 2016. Okay. Cracker Jack is now owned by Frito Ray. But you're thinking, they have bears on the box. What happened to that little boy and dog that everybody knows in the red, white, and blue box? Where did they come from? 1915. Close, 1917. Oh, sounds pretty close. So, Germany's becoming like a power, and they're causing trouble, and World War II's happening. But, like, Frederick didn't think much of it. He's been an American citizen since 1881. But he still goes back to Germany. And he was part of the Prussian army earlier. So, in 1970, the Secret Service was watching out for, like, any anti-American activities. And they were looking into German-owned businesses in America. So, there was a report that Frederick denied donating to the Red Cross at that time. And he had a picture... Of a German field marshal on his desk, Paul Van Hessenberg, Hindenburg. Yeah, um, same person. Dude, they, <laughs> sh- sure. <laughs> yeah, but they said, like, they probably served together, they served together probably in 1860s in the Prussian Army. So he might have just been friends with them. So Frederick's is like, no, that. It's not. We're going he, down a real rabbit he hole like, here. We, we love America. No, it's getting okay. to the story. So in May, 8th, we're getting <laughs> to the story. story. We're getting to the story. <laughs> no, but like, so they're getting this bad press, and like they're seeing like people are thinking they're anti-American. So in May eighth, nineteen seventy, he made a statement saying he like they're de- dedicated to America. He donated to the Red Cross, and he allowed military to recruit workers in the factory. Nice. So in nineteen eighteen, they decided. You know what? We still need to be more patriotic. We're going to change the barrel to Sailor Jack, a young kid in a sailor uniform. Uh, the boy is modeled after his n- grandson. They also gave the boy a sidekick, Bingo, who's modeled after Eckstein's dog. Oh, nice. And then they also started to put Uncle Sam's fi- famous national songs in the Cracker Jack box to uh, get people to be so this is
2: all fake marketing Patriotism. I don't. I don't like this one bit. Yep. I don't even
1: care. <laughs> so, uh, sad note is two years after the Boxers' release the kid who had Saddle, Sailor Jack was modeled after passed away from too Aww. much patriotism. Yep. Meningitis. Okay. Yeah, that's. But on that's the same thing. they carved. They carved in Sailor Jack on the kid's tombstone. They
0: didn't even know his name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it was Robert. It was his grandson. <laughs> he didn't even know his name. Um,
0: Well, at least he like, lives on forever.
1: Yeah. And then that's like a normal company after that point. But that's how <laughs> we got to the Cracker Jacks we know with the red, white, and blue box. With Sailor Jack and Bingo in the box having fun.
0: That's cool. So that was 1918. And what was the first year they started their shop?
1: Um, uh, You just around... love those
2: numbers. You love them.
1: It was a, well, like around like eighteen seventy something. So yeah, what's
0: that like forty years until they, or maybe even fifty years that they've till they figured out their thing. So I know this is we're still in our first year of this podcast. Who knows? We're still we still have like forty years to figure out what we're doing here. Yeah,
1: yeah. The government also might be in the mic for its anti views of the government.
0: So. That's true. I'm gonna start waving waving an American flag during every show, <laughs> <laughs>
2: just to prove we're patriotic.
1: Every episode is starting with the pleasure. No, of I didn't
2: say I hate patriotism. <laughs> I hate fake patriotism. Okay. That's my only favorite kind
0: of patriotism is the phony kind. And right.
2: I feel like most businesses that do stuff that like try to get business like this way uh, are fake.
1: Yep, I found it interesting like how they got to the sailor Jack, like how yeah. everything kind of slowly came together for him. Uh, but my fact is called Cracker Jack's hair. Nice. <laughs> And, Mike, when you type it on the thing, can you type it like that? Cracker jacks like like here. A, yeah, but as, like, next to it, put as a barker in the Why don't you
2: just text me what you want machine. to look like? I don't understand what's going on. No,
1: I, Mike, I text you once a week, and that's, like, I'm getting on the record. And that's it. So, Pat, who goes next?
0: Uh, no, we're just going to end the show right here.
1: Okay, so there you have it. You can have the Pinball Wizard Band or Cracker Jacks here, and that's it. So go to factoffpodcast.com No, to wait,
2: wait, 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 wait. Your fact wasn't the only fact.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, because Pat had a yeah. fact. There was yeah. two facts. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a fact as well,
2: and I wanna, I'm want i going to win. Because well, cause my right, fact is based off of uh, something that's just non-stop winning. Is it me? No. Top Gun, Maverick.
0: Oh yeah, I mm. forgot before the show you told me it was about it. I've already. What's funny is it.
2: both both Most Pat pro- and I decided to build our facts around a movie. Yeah, was wasted his time on a song.
1: Yeah, I built mine of, around a movie. I think in Angels in the Outfield they eat Cracker Jacks. So
2: no, I I ended up seeing yeah, Top probably. Gun, Maverick over the weekend, and it just like blew my mind. It was. Uh, one of the best uh, movie going experiences i've ever had uh one of the best action movies since uh um mad max fury road i would say
1: i saw that somebody had that opinion oh on that twitter. was probably
2: me follow me on twitter <laughs> um but no i was just blown away by like how much like practical effects were in the movie like they shot like all the movie like uh with cameras mounted in these like f or f18 hornets and it's crazy like the the actors all had to like press record themselves. And like, uh, basically the director just had to explain to them what they had to do, like before they took off. So wait, they were flying. No, they, the planes? Th- these are a uh, two- dual seater aircraft. So the pilot in the front was flying. The actor was in the back seat, and the cameras mounted between them. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And they had to rent these planes for like, I think it was like $11,000 an hour to fly. It's not a bad deal. I'm sure they got some well, sort of discount. Right? It's definitely it. there's no way it's not an advertisement for the navy. It's probably one of the best, <laughs> one of the best advertisements for the navy.
0: I think that's like people argue it is. It's just a
1: uh... we have a coupon. Well, some
2: well, the original one was the original Top Gun movie was used as like advertisements to join the navy, that sort of thing. So it. It's definitely like, and they use the Navy a lot in filming it. Like, uh, they let them use their planes and their air, aircraft carriers and that sort of thing.
1: You're in the Naval Reserve. You're drunk off your ass. <laughs> and w- one weird
2: thing that I did find out about this recent one, Top Gun Maverick, is that they use like a fictional, uh, hypersonic jet in the beginning of it called the Dark Star. And s- supposedly yeah, was- the Chinese thought it was a real aircraft.
0: Yeah, I heard about that. They like repositioned their stuff cuz they thought it was like some crazy Yeah, I know. Thing.
2: I just thought that was pretty pretty hilarious. Um and in the shot of them taking that aircraft off, they I guess they used a different aircraft when they took off um and made it look like this fictional craft. But when it took off, it blew the roof off of a shack. And that actually happened in the filming um and it ruined the whole set. Uh but they left it in cuz it looked awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's cool.
1: That was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Didn't you walk out after that scene? Yeah, why? Well, yeah, <laughs>
0: the very I didn't. first ten minutes,
2: he's like,
1: "I'm
0: like,
2: out. <laughs> Let's see you guys."
0: I like the plane. I hate anti-shacks movies. So once they blew off the top of that shack, I was like, "You know what? I'm out."
1: Little known fact about Pat is once he sees a scene in a movie he likes, he doesn't want the rest of the movie to be ruined, so he just walks out. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys ever walked out of a movie? Uh, I th-
0: we almost we should have walked out of one, but I've never walked
2: out on a movie.
1: No, I don't. I already paid that money. I would sit. My something. my buddy
2: Tyler actually walked out of There Will Be Blood in the last ten minutes, thinking it was gonna last another hour. That's like arguably one of the. best I know, I, I love time. that movie, and I'm just like, why would you walk
1: out? I don't understand. Was he waiting for blood to be there and it wasn't coming? I yet? think
2: he said it was just uh, too <laughs> intense for him. Like the he he said it was just too dark of an experience or something. Well, yeah. along those lines
0: but did he get to the milkshake
2: scene? yeah that that's the scene right after that scene. Oh, well actually then. he walked out right before the milkshake scene oh that's i like know i know um but the reason why I'm, i brought top gun in is i was doing some research after the movie and i found out that it's actually a real like training program and a real base yeah okay.
1: so the top I've never seen. Oh yeah, no, Top uh, Top Gun is real. Yeah, it's
2: completely real. So it's actually called the United States Navy Fighter Weapons School, and they nicknamed it Top Gun.
0: Nice. That's the one thing I will say about Top Gun. It's so easy to remember the characters'
2: names because they're all something like. I love the call signs. They're they're awesome. Like all the different ones, like Rooster Goose, uh, Maverick. It, It just yeah, awesome.
0: I couldn't tell you one name from Licorice Pizza. That's
2: one. That's my biggest downfall when (laughs) reading a book or watching a movie. I don't remember hardly any of the actual characters' names.
0: Yeah, it was like... uh, What was that last movie I saw? Like, Han Solo? Yeah, they have
2: to actually literally name the movie the title of the character, and I'll remember (laughs) all the names of the characters. Um, But the Top Gun program was actually started in, like, 1969. So, it's pretty old. A lot older than the movie. Um, But... What started it was during the Vietnam War, we were so bad at, like, uh, our, our fighter pilot program was so bad, we were, like, losing lots and lots of planes and lots and lots of men uh, between the years of 1965 to 1968. We had, like, a bombing program called Operation Rolling Thunder. And basically the uh, North Vietnamese troops were flying Soviet-built MiG jet fighters, and they were just shooting us down left and right. And it became somewhat of an embarrassment to uh, our like military.
0: Well, we showed them when we eventually won that war.
2: Yeah, we, we won it really good. <laughs> One of the, yeah, it's heralded to this day. We celebrate this war every year. Um, but no, yeah, we saw it as an embarrassment. So that's why this whole program got started. Um, they actually started in a stolen uh trailer like a, a airstream trailer so it was like very low budget um it was kind of like a shoestring budget, budget at first because i guess people weren't sure it was gonna like take off
1: and then the movie accepted based off this <laughs>
0: <They just started laughs> yeah,
2: but yeah they they based it out of a trailer and myanmar california myanmar
1: I don't know who's like saying yeah, something to, I can't pronounce. That's Alex's that's thing. Don't yeah. bite on
0: his stuff. That's his material. It was an accident.
2: But the training, but I'll yeah, apologize. I'll apologize later. The training was like very r- rigorous in this uh, school. Uh, they, I think, worked like seven days a week, like all like all hours of the day, and the actual curriculum was never like not really written down. Um, They had the uh, trainers like go through like a rigorous like test uh, through like they called it the murder board and they had to like share what they were going to teach the students to the murder board and the murder board would kind of like talk back to them and say, hey, you probably don't want to teach this or you should teach this instead. So it was like basically to even teach these students, you had to go through a rigorous test to like make sure your fundamentals were like sound. Wait, is a murder board a robot? It sounds like a robot. No, it was just like a a board of like uh, military.
1: Yeah, but who would tell? You said they would. T- the board would talk back. That's what threw me off. Oh, like
0: a like a board of uh, trustees, I guess. Right, like a board of people. Like a, a board of yeah, I thought that board was board. evident. Cut
2: that out. Hm. Oh, sorry, sorry. So Alex sense. was picturing like a bo- like a, a a two by four.
1: No. It's- <laughs> Thinking like a, a movie I thought I it talk, was like a robot At first I thought it was like a board that you vote on Because I had the movie Acceptance In my head <laughs> And then you said it talked back So I was like is it like a robot thing Like the old timey robots that are like big have, have you guys been to school yeah. college Yeah but then you're like you, The murder board I don't think is a group of like people
2: Okay well I should have said Murder board <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, murder. That makes board. more sense, right? I oh, should have
0: said that in the first, place.
2: So, after the <laughs> okay, so the first group of guys who left the training program <laughs> yeah. um actually uh it turned out to be uh very uh I guess beneficial because before the training program, the uh we lost planes 2 to 1. So, every time we shot down a. Uh, we shot down two. They shot down one of us. After this program, it was a twelve.
0: Wouldn't it be the other way around. When did they shot down two of ours to one of theirs? I thought that we were
2: losing. Uh, the Navy kill to loss ratio was two to one. Oh, so we were, yeah, still we we're still up, up but okay. still two to one's not good. Um, like. It's better than one, yeah, better, one but these are expensive mm. aircraft we're it's talking about here and and we're supposed to be like superior like air superiority we're supposed to have better crafts
0: this is why i pay taxes for that 2 to well, 1
2: well after the program it ended up being 12 to 1 so it it a very successful program and um it became emulated and they actually gave it a lot of funding and that's how it became so popular essentially
1: did they ever and, get the red baron
2: No, the Red Baron was long gone before this program started, Um, but it was actually became kind of mainstream before the movie. So there was an author named Ehud Yone, and I'm assuming I'm pronouncing that right, but he wrote an article in 1983 in California magazine, and the piece focused on Top Gun and a lot of like a large number of ace fighter pilots living in San Diego. uh, it, It like highlighted them and uh, the decision was made after this article came out to make the movie Top Gun, based on this article. Did Did
0: the article talk about how they would sing songs to try to woo the women? Yes,
2: the article talked about how they would play shirtless volleyball all hours of the night. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my fact. My fact's called It's Top Gun, baby. (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's gun. I like both of your titles You have like the baby. inflection that won't come across <laughs> on, the, on the screen
1: It will, if you believe in it It will. <laughs> it's Top Gun, baby
0: And what was yours, Alex?
1: Cracker Jack's here Yeah, Cracker Jack's here So there you have it You can vote for my fact Cracker Jack's here Mike's fact mm-hmm. It's Top Gun, baby Or Pat's fact Pinball is it yeah, mine sounds the best. <laughs> so go to factoffpodcast.com or click the link in the show notes to decide who you want to win, mostly me. Check us out on all the socials, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Pat is off this summer, so he'll be posting a lot more.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. Yep,
1: yeah. And uh, have a great day.